and welcome to Not For The Dinner Table! Woo! Oh, that got proper stuck in there. Oh, that I did. thought it did. That's what's trying to string it out a little bit there, Dave. Sorry. Sorry. Um, hello, we are Sophie <laughs> and David. Um, today, we are talking about, thank you very much, we are talking about UFOs and aliens. Or as we like to call it, what's that up there? What's that up there? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you always say when you see a UFO, isn't it? What's that up there? What's that up there? Ooh. Um, so, David, yeah. you sent me a little video the other day saying I'm, I can see a UFO, Sophie, I can see a UFO, and then I could see the UFO from your video. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe it. Dave spotted a UFO. And then it was a balloon. It was a balloon. Ah, that would have been amazing considering we were doing UFOs this week. I, know. I was like, what are the odds? I was like, what's that up there? What's that up there? It's a balloon. <laughs> Just a bloom. So this is episode 16. It is. So for, I thought we would just spend a little bit of time, so yes. telling our listeners about the podcast, because usually we jump straight in. Um, we do. But for new listeners, yes. welcome along to Not For The Dinner Table. Welcome. You're we very welcome. You. Yes. Thank you for listening to us. Our podcast is all about conversations that may not be suitable for mm. the dinner table. Yes. Which can range from ghosts. Cryptids. UFOs. Mermaids. Mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> We've still not done mermaids and I really want to. Uh, a bit of murder. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. And everything Witches. in between. Sometimes just a random topic like last episode. Oh yeah. We did Eurovision last episode and tonight... Yeah. Is Eurovision night. So yeah. we're a little bit excited already. So excited. Although, Dave, you're a bit tired, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so I have done a 25 kilometre walk today. I am training for the Cotswold Way Ultra Challenge where Matt and I are going to be walking 52 kilometres in one day. Inspired by you because you did it last year on the I, Isle of Wight. I did. So we're both raising money for this for cancer charities. Yeah. And... Listeners, if you would like to donate to my charity, I'd be really, really grateful. So you can go to my Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash David hyphen Wosley hyphen Wood. And we'll put the link in the episode description. But you don't feel like you have to. We don't expect anything no. from you guys other than, you know, just contacting us and getting in touch. But yeah. if you want if to did. support my uh, fundraising events, yes. then I would be super grateful. Yeah. And thank you, my And I hurt. know how hard it is. Yeah, so hard. It. It oh my so gosh. Hard. Yes. And I can't believe you're doing it after you came to cheer me on to the Isle of Wight at the Isle of Wight and saw what an absolute mess I was in <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> but I will be there to cheer you on at Thank yours. you. Thank You're you very welcome. much. I so, can't yes. wait. <laughs> so I will need lots of Prosecco, lots of booze yeah. to power through. Not for the walk, no, obviously. <laughs> not on the walk. You don't need that kind of uh, distraction. Mm-mm. You just need it after. Yes. Maybe the day after, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So, David, yes. do you want to start with a little bit of news? I would love to start with a little okay. bit of news. Okay. Are we going to duo sing? Yes. Okay. But before we do... Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. Paul. <gasps> yeah. We want our Not For The Dinner Table News jingle. Yeah, come on, Paul. That's all. That's Although all, the Paul. one that you sent me on Twitter the other day was freaking amazing. That was brilliant. Yeah. And we love you. And we love you. And belated happy birthday. <gasps> yes. Because it was yesterday in our world. Yes. <laughs> Not in when this is released world. No. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. There you go. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready? I'm ready. No, no news is good news, but some news might be nice news. Not for the dinner table. News. Lovely. Would you like to go first? Yeah, mine I? is a short piece. Oh, okay. So, so is mine. I've okay. only got... Well, I've got two bits, actually. Okay. So, in episode 14, mm-hmm. we were talking about the Codex Gigas. Oh, yes. Big and we, book. The big book. Yeah. Made of donkeys. Oh. <laughs> and we wondered what people who studied handwriting were called. Oh, yes. And you got a bit confused <laughs> with map people. Cartographers. Cartographers. So, the study of handwriting is known as graphology. Oh. So... People that study it are known as graphologists. Well, isn't that a graph? Well, no. People who study graphs, graphologists. But is it short for, like, graphics? No, all right then. (laughs) (laughs) So graphology, so... Okay, like graffiti. Yeah. Is that where graffiti comes from? The word graffiti? That's not my news. Oh, right, Carlsine. (laughs) You're so narky tonight. (laughs) Uh, graphology yes. is the analysis of the physical characteristics and patterns of handwriting and studies claim... Oh, no. And the study claims to identify the writer. Fabulous. Yes. An interesting fact. Yes. My dad. Yes. Sister. Yes. And I. Yes. All have really similar handwriting. Mm-hmm. Like, almost identical. Oh, really? Despite the fact that we didn't live together for long periods of time growing up. So, like, I'd only go and Isn't visit my dad weird? at weekends and I'd see my sis- my older sister even yeah. uh, less than that. But all of our handwriting is the really same. similar, if not the same. And also, you have got super neat handwriting as well. Thank you. Mine is all over the place <laughs> and yours is like, neat, 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 neat. Thanks. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm jealous of your neatness. No. Uh, do you want my news then? Only <laughs> <laughs> if you want to give me your news. Jesus. Um, so my news is that Stephen Fry is touring with Mythos. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And that we're not sponsored by the no, tour. No, we're not. No, no, no. I heard it on the radio the other day. Someone was talking about it. Yeah. Don't know where, don't know when. But I think we should try and go. Yeah. And then, Stephen, if you listen and you oh, want us yeah. to sponsor the tour, or you just defo will. want to like send us some tickets and we'll come and talk to you about mythology. Yeah, then we're there. We're there, with bells on. We're there. We'll send him this. Yeah. Yeah. Tag him. We'll tag him we'll when tag we tweet him. him. It. Yeah. yeah, defo. Free, free uh, plug. Yeah, free plug on our wonderful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love that. Yeah, great. Um, and my other bit of news, we've already spoken about him 
um, our lovely friend Paul, yeah, listener Paul, made some Sims of us. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Um, and we've just not got round to saying an official thank you very much because yeah. we've put them on Instagram, I've put them on my Instagram, I've put them everywhere I possibly can because I love them. I just totally love them. They're, they're so, so cool. good. They're, they're so, so cool. Good. Well done. Yes. Well done, Paul. So thank you very much. And that's it. Well, I've got. I've got a little bit of paranormal news. Oh. Do you want me to tell you that? Yeah. I've, I've written it down. I wasn't sure whether you wanted me to share it today or not, but I will if you want me to. Listeners, I just have to add, like, I'm not some <laughs> maniacal keeper of this podcast. He's just Sophie, really narky today. So, I'm not sure whether I'm doing the right thing or not. Sophie is free to share whatever paranormal <laughs> news she has on any, on any forum. Okay. I'm going to share it. Um, so last week... I was in the kitchen at Braincourt with Ernest. Braincourt is my family home. My mum and dad live there and I work there. Um, and they look after Ernest on a Tuesday and I was there working and I'd gone into the kitchen and Ernest was sat on my knee and um, he uh, turned around, looked at the kitchen door and went, hello, we talked about this before, mm. he does this quite a lot. Went, hello. And then the kitchen door opened no on, it, on god's honest truth my dad and mum were both there they can both verify it but the kitchen door opened as soon as he said hello and then he then said hello lady as if someone had just walked in oh my like, god hello lady and i was like who's there ernest who's there and he was like lady hello lady and then i went is it a ghost and he went Oh, spooky! And oh. then, like, was was upset. So I can't say that again. No. I mustn't like drum into him about ghosts just yet because he's too little. Yeah. But That's I was like, weird. is that a ghost? And he was like, no, spooky. Oh. So, uh, but yeah. So he saw a ghost again. Wow. <clears throat> My other bit of news is that also in Braincourt, I have got a little salon there. And um, I was sat on the salon bed doing some work and I had my hair clipped up and um, it had been like it all day and was just sat on the bed doing some work and my hair clip, literally somebody pinched it and it came out of my hair. What? And my hair just came out. And it wasn't like a springy one, it's like a proper like crocodile clip one. And it came out of my hand. Yeah, so you'd need to like... You'd need to press push either it side of it. Um, but also, I've said to you before, there's there's a mat that runs alongside the yeah. bed in the salon, um, like a little carpet runner. Yeah. And uh, whenever I go in there, it's moved to a different position. Just ever so slightly, but it's... Because I always straighten it up at the end of the night, make sure it's in, in place, because I do a lot of massage and things like that. And... Um, it's always moved, so I wonder whether it's the same thing, like just playing around. Because when it happened, I went, are you having a laugh with me? Because I was like, I'm just going to try and talk yeah. and see what happens. Nothing else happened. I wonder if it's the little girl ghost that's been discovered, yeah. because yeah. children ghosts are usually more playful, aren't they? And they want to play with yeah. you, and so maybe she's sort of playing tricks on you. Well, I think maybe now she feels a little bit more comfortable yeah. with me. Oh my gosh, yeah. I just want to investigate it. Well, we will, yes. very soon. We'll have to get it sorted. Absolutely. Um, and for those of you that want to know more about Braincourt, check out our Christmas episode 
um, yes. where we actually have Nigel, who is Sophie's dad, come on and talk about all of the history of the house and some of the hauntings that have been uh, experienced. So that's a really yeah. fun Christmas episode uh, and accompanied with some cherry bees. Oh, yes. No more. Never no again. more cherry bees. <laughs> That's um, weird. I love, I've had no paranormal stuff happen for a while now. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, also, the other thing is, my um, Slimming World consultant is going to the Ancient Ram tonight. Is she? Yeah, inspired by <gasps> me, because we Gosh. went. She was like, she pulled me aside last week, and she was like, guess where I'm going on Saturday? Mm. And I was like, where? And she was like, the Ancient Ram. And I was like, oh my God. I love how people like automatically come to us now yeah. if they're doing anything slightly spooky and they're like, I'm going here or yeah. I've done this or I've it's done really that. Cool, it's really it? fun, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yes. Ooh. One of the, my guys that I work with came in the other day and he was like, oh, I've listened to the podcast. And I was like, oh gosh. Because <laughs> uh, obviously I'm in a professional work environment. Yeah. And um, he was like, it was re- it's really good. Oh, and I was like, oh, thanks so much. Great. That's lovely. That's really kind of you to say. So, yeah, he was very complimentary. Yeah. Of, it's uh, less our stuff like that happens. Gibberish. Gibberish? Yes. Do you want to go first, David, or shall I? I think, I think it is mm, your turn to go first. Okay. Because last week for Eurovision, we kind of did a mishmash. It was a... Uh... Yeah, but I have like before you, before uh-huh. we get started, I have a, like a really open ended question for you. Oh my god, Soph, what do you think UFOs and aliens are? What do I think they are? Oh no, that wasn't the question. <laughs> what do you think of UFOs and aliens? What do I think of them? Yeah, like do you believe in them? Yes. Do you? Yeah, one hundred percent. Do you? Why? Why do I believe in them? Mm-hmm. Because we are one tiny planet in this humongous, humongous, what is it? What even is it? A universe. No, but it, but there's more than just the universe. Like, there's stuff the outside. The multiverse. The, the multiverse. There's got to be another planet like us. Yeah. There's got to be. Do you think they look like us? Mm, maybe. Do you think there could be a planet of centaurs? Oh, God. God, I hope so. <laughs> Planet Centaur. I'm off to Planet Centaur. <laughs> bye, Andy. Bye, Beam Andy. Me up, Centaur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Beam me up, Centaur. <laughs> I think that's what this episode needs to be called. Yes. Beam me up, Centaurs. Did you see the picture I oh put on Instagram? Oh, my gosh. It's just Ernie. becoming a... The I know, I can't help it. I see them everywhere now. Mm. Yeah. Well, whenever I see one, I take a photo and send it to you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, click. In click the safe. garden centre, yeah. click. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I've just seen, so. Centaurs everywhere. I do think mm. I believe in... Well, I don't think, I know. I would be stunned if you did not believe. Yeah. I mean, I love... I love everything about UFOs and aliens, but it also absolutely terrifies me oh yeah at the same time yeah like just because people are like well if there's stuff out there why why do we not know about it why is it not here but actually we're here and we're not out there looking at other planets or are we well yeah but we can't we but at the same time what if 
civil like a civilization would have to evolve massively yeah. technologically and culturally to journey into the stars yeah do you know what i mean yeah and and even if they could the technology would have to be so far away uh, from yeah. where we are yeah to even be able to traverse a small fraction of the known universe yeah. or galaxies. Because we, we only know, like, the tiniest bit, don't exactly. we? Exactly. But there could be, like... Well, we know that there is life out there. Yeah. Because there's they've detected, like, bacteria on some of the moons, haven't they? Yeah. And I think they found fossilised bacteria on Mars. Mm. So... Yeah. It's definitely out... But what if it's... What if there's, like, a civilization that's about the same level as we are mm. or is less developed than we are yeah you just don't know what if and like as soon as i start thinking about stuff like this it blows my yeah. mind i'm like what if there's a parallel universe where we are right now sitting in a podcast shed like this but with like snakes on our head well there would be yeah but there'll also be a parallel universe <laughs> where it's everything is exactly the same yeah. apart from our podcast is called Absolutely for the Dinner Table. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And there'll be one where you've got a green top on. Yeah. Oh, and no. And everything else no, will be the you same. Need to stop talking about it now because it's going to ruin my night and that's all, <laughs> all I'm going to be able to think about. Yeah. There's going to be hundreds and hundreds of universes with different versions of Eurovision going on the scene. Oh, imagine. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> that's your original song. Um, that would be amazing. So sorry for that open question, but I kind of just that's wanted... Okay. I like a little chitty chat about yeah. stuff like that. Oh. So you're going to go first. Yes. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I'm going to get comfy. Get, I would. Oh. <laughs> I've She's done. here for a long time. Not a good time. No. I'm always here for, for both. a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I decided to take a look at the very first, very famous abduction mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yes. You have. It's Barney and Betty Hill. Ooh. Okay. So it happened on September the 19th, 1961. Now I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it and then we can have a chat about it, okay? Yeah. <coughs> <They're>... <coughs> Stop it. <laughs> the Hills lived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Barney was employed by the US Postal Service and Betty was a social worker. So, normal people having normal lives. Um, They were a prominent couple in New Hampshire and sat on a number of boards, including the US Commission on Civil Rights. They were a mixed-race couple, which in in the 60s was quite unusual and quite different. Um, And then there was speculation after their abduction story that the pressures of being a mixed-race couple made them both hallucinate. And that's why they're abdu- or that's where their abduction story comes from, wow. which is just such a load of tripe, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Anyway, right. So the encounter: the hills were driving from a vacation in Niagara towards home, just south of Lancaster in New Hampshire. Betty saw a bright point of light just below the moon, and she thought it was maybe a falling star. But yes. Did she say? What's that up there? She did. 
<laughs> I'm saying she did. I don't know whether she did. She went, Barney, what's that up there? <laughs> <laughs> then she realised it couldn't be a falling star because it was moving upwards. Oh, it was um, an upward star. She got Barney to stop the car just so they could have a closer look, but also so they could walk their dog. Just to let it out of the car, you know. Yeah, run have it away. Um, so, looking through binoculars, Barney thought it was a plane. However, he soon changed his mind when the light started moving in their direction. They hot-footed it back to the car and drove away. Oh. The UFO followed them. What? Yeah. Approximately one mile of Indian head... They said the UFO quickly descended towards their car, causing Barney to stop in the middle of the highway. So, like, deserted highway. Yeah. Um, the, the craft was huge and silent and hovered above them. Barney commented that it looked like a huge pancake, and using binoculars again, he claims to have seen 8 to 11 humanoid figures looking out of the window of the craft. You'd shit yourself, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't even know what I, I would, would do. I would not be looking through the binoculars. I'd be back in that car, racing away, yeah. I think. Um, <clears throat> anyway, in unison, all but one figure moved back to the rear wall of the hallway that encircled the front portion of the craft. So they all move back and one figure stays at the front. The remaining figure looked at Barney and communicated so telepathically yeah but barney didn't know what telepathic meant at that time so he called it something like mind talking rather than telepathy because he didn't know the word um so the he communicated a message telling him to stay where you are and keep looking at me (gasps) obviously he didn't Um, he describes the humanoids to be wearing Glossy black uniforms and black caps. And I've written, sounds great underneath that. <laughs> sounds like Space Force. Sounds, sounds like, like Aquaria. Aquaria. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought as soon as I was like, I was like, oh my God, I was right. I Did was right. drag queens abduct Drag queens abducted Barney and Betty. Um, so at that point, they ran to the car in a hysterical state and drove away at top speed. Barney told Betty to roll down the window and have a look and see if she could see the UFO. She did. As soon as she looked up, they heard a series of buzzing and beeping noises. The car vibrated and a tingling sensation sensation, uh, passed through the hill's bodies. Uh, They said after that, they experienced the onset of an altered state of consciousness that left their minds dulled. They experienced a second series of buzzing and bumping, which returned them to consciousness. They found they had traveled 35 miles south, but only vague spotty memories of the road. They recalled making a sudden turn and encountering a roadblock and seeing a fiery red orb. So they can't remember anything else, and they travelled 35 miles. Yeah, but, well... Yes. Counterpoint. Yes. We've all driven from point A to point B, and yeah. have got to point B and gone, 
Mm. How the hell did I get here? Yeah, very true. Very true. Yeah. But, but what continue. about the buzzing and the vibrating? Well, yeah. Well. Oh, who knows? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> about 10 days after this had occurred, uh, Betty began to have a series of dreams about the abduction. Mm. She describes the men as nearly human with black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses like yours and mine, bluish lips and their skin is a greyish colour. Her and Barney are taken to to separate rooms to be examined. Um, And this is what Betty describes the examination as. She had lights shone in her eyes, locks of hair cut from her head. He examined her eyes, ears, mouth, teeth, throat and hands. He saved her fingernail trimmings and used a dull knife like like a letter opener uh, to scrape skin off her body onto what looked like cellophane. He tested her nervous system and I've put in brackets don't know how because I couldn't find any like they would I'm, pin. They would like pinprick like yeah. fingers and stuff. I think. I think so because then he jabbed a needle into her navel, mm. which caused Betty excruciating pain. But when she experienced this pain, the examiner waved his hand in front of her face, and the pain went away. What? Yeah. So after this examination, Betty asked the examiner where he came from, and he showed her a map. Um, which uh, eventually, uh, I'll come on to that, but Betty, through hypnosis, could draw the map. Um, And I'll show you a picture of that. Yeah. Barney poo-pooed Betty's dreams, calling them nonsense. But after a few years, in 1963, uh, Betty convinced Barney to see hypnotist Benjamin Simon. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay, good. Simon started hypnosis on the 4th of January 64 and hypnotised the couple several times until July 6, 1964. No, June 6th, sorry. He conducted sessions separately so they could not overhear each other. At the end of the session, he reinstated their amnesia. So, like, he extracted the information, which is very similar to Betty's dreams. So then, like... Made him but forget then made it them again. forget it. Um, both Barney and Betty had very similar experiences, but with um, obviously differences. So Barney was a skeptic before the sessions. He just thought they'd, like you said, you know, like it was a long journey. They just blanked out for a little bit and woke yeah. up thirty-five miles down the road, as you do. Um, after the sessions, Barney was now ready to accept that they had been abducted by aliens because of what he'd recalled during his regression. <laughs> after this, which was all private, the Hills went back to a normal life. They were willing to discuss their encounter with friends and family and occasional UFO researchers, but never sought out publicity. Um, on the 25th, 
of October 1965, the story made the front page of the Boston Traveller. They reported to have allegedly been given a tape of a lecture the Hills had given in 63. He also obtained confidential interviews um, that the Hills had given to UFO reporters. This caused the Hills to gain international fame. Yeah. <laughs> and just a few things that have then come to them after that. Um, a book was written in 1966 called The Interrupted Journey, which I'm going to read, obviously. Uh-huh. Barney appeared on an episode of To Tell the Truth, To Tell His Story, uh-huh. which I can't find anywhere at the moment, but I'm trying to find it. A film was made in 1975 called The UFO Incident. Oh. They are cited in... An episode of the X Files. Yeah. They have a graphic novel. They have uh, been cited on Mysteries at the Museum. Also, an American horror story. Yeah. Um, and also several podcasts such as Law, last podcast on the left, and that's why we drink have all covered the story too. I and think astonishing we... legends have too. Oh wow! Yeah. There you go. So if you... Re- it, so I... About, like, abduction, like, yeah. I've read a book by... Oh, my gosh. I think his name's John Keel. Mm. And he's a psycho... He's a psycho. He's no. a psycho. He's, like, a psychiatrist, psychotherapist. And he, like, had done loads of work with supposed abductees to, yeah. to learn about the phenomenon. I've got that book. And you, you need to read oh, it. Yeah, it will. is nuts is it yeah so each mm. chapter is about a different person that he's worked with mm. and then you sort of see certain similarities across yeah. like all the, oh, all really? of them although yeah. although some of the abductions are quite different yeah there are still sort of similarities about sort of what's happened to these people mm. and how it's affected their lives and mm. their families and it's really interesting but was a really Hard read. Yeah. Really hard read. Yeah. Oh. But it's just... I just don't even know what I would do. Because if you've seen the film The Fourth Kind... Mm, probably a million years ago. Oh. I think I have, yeah. I couldn't sleep for like three weeks after yeah. seeing that film. Mila Jovovich. <laughs> great girl. But they did it so like they were like... It was like spliced between inadverted commas real people and then like uh, dramatisations of the events oh right but then at the like I don't want to do I mean it's been out for ages so spoilers but at the end like it goes to the real people and there's this sort of big massive sort of cliffhanger and you're like what and then you look for those actors and actresses I haven't looked for a while so they might have done something since but I've never and they're not they're not a-list celebrities so yeah. they might not ever get any work again yeah. but I've never sort of seen them do anything else oh. we need to watch that together yeah we should definitely it's really good yeah go on our list because you in the John Keel book some of his abductees like would claim to see owls before they were abducted really yeah and owls would like be outside their window and they're that they would have their huge eyes nice. And the owls would be the aliens, like, with, like, a glamour on. 
and they would get like hypnotized by the eyes of the owl and then they'd be abducted (gasps) i know and i'm listening to um i put well no i think i put that on my oh no i did yeah you put it on an often table um, I'm I'm listening to a really good audiobook at the moment, which I can't remember what it's bloody called. Let me find it. Um, it's called The Alien Abduction. Funny that. <laughs> and it's by Kathleen Marden and Denise Stoner. And I think Kathleen Marden is the niece of Betty and Barney. And Barney, wow. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really good. Gosh. I'm enjoying it yeah. greatly. Yeah. But I just thought it's really interesting. And obviously I've scratched the surface of it once again because there's a lot yeah. of information on that because it's been going on for such a long time. But I wanted to do it because it's the first ever really famous one like that people actually talked about and it has been mm. documented quite a lot. And they they went through a lot of hypnotherapy and, yeah, and they psychologists did. and... And all sorts of things. So, uh, I mean, yeah. what I find, and I, I haven't looked, I haven't searched for it, but I suppose what I find really interesting is in the, this in this day and age, yeah. with all of the social platforms that we have, yeah, why there aren't sort of any people sort of coming onto sort of Instagram or Facebook or like Twitter or mm. whatever and being like. This is my experience. I've been abducted because it's sort. Of, there sort of seems to be like a window, because yeah, the the rub. I want to say the rubbles because it's Betty. I know. Betty <laughs> the hills. The hills. Not the rubbles. Not the rubbles. They're <laughs> fictional characters. They're fictional. <laughs> so the hills bone. was in the sixties, which was right after Roswell. Yeah. And then. All of the stuff that I read from John Keel was around the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. But there's not been... I haven't heard... That's what we need to... That's what we need not for the dinner table news on. Yeah. We need to look at, like, Anybody really... been abducted? Recent abductions. Yeah. There must be. There must be people being yeah. abducted all the time. Well, you can remember that... T- remember that time when, like, I said I woke up and there was that figure over my... <gasps> yeah. ...bed. Can you remember? Yeah. Yeah, we were being abducted. Maybe. But then um, in the audiobook that I'm listening to, the Denise uh, has been abducted since she was little. Gosh. And yeah, gets... but a lot of a lot yeah. of these people say that it started from when they were like yeah. two or three. Yeah. And when they were younger, it was re- like they were yeah. it was just fun and games and yeah. these people would come and take them and they would go up into their spaceship and they yeah. would play with other children. Mm. But then as they got older it would become more invasive yeah, and that's when sort of scary. experiments would happen to them and blah 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 blah. And there would always be like a leader Yes, that's because um, that's what Betty says. Yeah, in her. she like calls a, one of them the leader. Yeah, there's like a yeah. leader, and then everybody, all the other mm. humanoids or aliens, yeah. work for him, him or yeah. her. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <gasps> oh, oh, it's I, so weird. I feel like we have just scratched the surface. Like literally, there. just scratched it. We could do a whole series yeah. on alien abduction. Well, there are, I suppose, podcasts. podcasts. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> somebody else does it already. <laughs> Don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it'd be fun to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Well yeah. done. I really enjoyed Thank it. Thank you. Can I tell you my uh my one fun fact? Yeah. About the whole thing. Yes. 
Betty and Barney's dog was a dash hound. Oh, and no it was way. called Delcy. Oh, the that end. Is nice. <laughs> the end. My dog, Lolly, is a dash hound, obviously. That's why I find that so nice. <laughs> Just telling new listeners. Yes. Dave's looking at me like I'm a wanker right now. <laughs> I'm not. Oh my gosh. Oh, Top me up before I kick come off. Come on. Where is it? Oh yeah. Uh, we're out in the uh, podcast shed tonight. Yeah, we're in the podcast shed. Which is my husband's shed. office, which is an absolute pit. But there's stuff everywhere, so I hope you're not picking up on the bad uh, tidy vibes. Because <laughs> we've got all sorts of stuff going on. We've got Lego, books on geography, all sorts. Right, come on, Dave. <laughs> Just cut it out. <laughs> right, so I am going to talk about one of the most infamous UFO incidents in UK history. Oh, yes, known as the Rendlesham Forest incident. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, have you heard of it? No. <laughs> Can you elongate all of your answers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it all the way through. Good. No, really. Rendlesham Forest <laughs> yes. is in Suffolk. And the events we're going to discuss were seen or witnessed just outside RAF Woodbridge. Oh, mm-hmm. always a little RAF or, you know, military presence It's always there, a military there. base, mm. which at the time of the events were being used by the United States Air Force. <gasps> Space Force? The United States Space Force. With Chief Commander Aquaria. Yeah! So the event took place in December 1980 and there was a series of unexplained lights near and around the Rendlesham Forest. Even the deputy of the base, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt, claimed to see things that they described as unidentified flying objects. (gasps) Yes. The occurrence is the most famous event on UK soil and is known as Britain's Roswell. I can't believe I don't know about this then. (laughs) What? I just, lo- I just love that me? statement. Well, then I just can't <laughs> believe I don't know about it. <laughs> uh, so the first, there's two main events that happened. Two. Okay. The first. One. Numero uno. Yep. Took place on Boxing Day. Oh. So Boxing Day, for our American listeners, is the 26th of December. So we... Do not have Boxing Day. No, they States. don't have Boxing Day, Ooh. no. Because they don't have bank holidays, do they? Oh, God. So, yeah. That's rubbish. <laughs> I know. Sorry about it. <laughs> Never meet them there. <laughs> I only, love the States. I've only... got lots of family there. Not being mean. <laughs> <laughs> only to visit. So around 3am... 3am? What? What? You drank a bottle of Prosecco all by yourself. Around 3am, <laughs> yes. a security patrol near the east gate of RAF Woodbridge saw lights descending near the forest. Ooh. Astronomers attributed these lights... So after the event, astronomers attributed these lights to natural pieces of debris that had been seen burning up as a fireball over southern England at the time. Right. But I ask you, Soph... Mm. What natural debris 
Yeah. From what, space. like a, a, me- a meteor? Or a satellite, could it be, crashing? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. So the British Astronomical Association noted that reports of this fireball were seen at 2.50am, which is why they believe it is what the individuals at Rendlesham saw. However, upon sighting the object, the uh, United States Air Force made their way into the forest as they saw the light descend into it. So I'm thinking they didn't see it because if there's like so a it's, if it's a fireball, it's just going to sure, smash straight gonna, in there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you're going to hear an impact, aren't yeah. you? So, but if they're seeing it like descending, exactly. So mm, yeah. I don't know. So upon reaching the area, Lieutenant Holt described a glowing object, metallic in appearance, with coloured lights. The servicemen attempted to approach the craft, which appeared to move away through the trees. It was deemed a craft of unknown origin. The police were called and arrived at 4am but reported seeing no object and the only lights that they could see were from Orford Ness Lighthouse some miles away on the coast. The next day the servicemen returned and found small impressions on the ground in a triangle pattern as well as burn marks (gasps) and broken branches. Yeah. And They've declassified those photos, so I've seen those photos. Oh and unfortunately, God. I don't. I haven't got them with me, but we'll put. We'll try and sort of screen yeah. grab some of them to put them on our Insta. They're not really clear, but you can see triangle <gasps> impressions. They scare me. What triangles? No, the triangle people. Not. We're not saying anymore. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared too. <laughs> if this podcast gets cancelled, like if they take it down, you know why. Yeah, the triangle people got triangle us. Triangle people got us. Come and save us. Please. Help us. <laughs> the second sighting took place on the 28th of December, so two days after Boxing okay. Day. Lieutenant Holt had visited the same site and took radiation readings in the triangle of depressions that had been left around the area Mm. using a standard US military radiation survey meter. They did record some anomalies, but the majority of the radiation was normal for the area. Holt recorded the event on an audio device. Did he? Yes. During the... And I've listened to this and it's... I mean, it's a bit long-winded, but it does get quite interesting. During this investigation, a flashing light was seen across the field to the east, almost in line with a nearby farmhouse. So it could have been, you know... Flashlight? Or Mrs Goggins turning the bathroom light on Uh, to have a shower. Mrs Goggins. (laughs) It's important to note that Orford Ness Lighthouse was also in that direction. So if the lighthouse is going round, it can flash. Later, according to Holt's memo, a written document that followed the events, three star-like lights were seen in the sky, two to the north and one to the south, about 10 degrees above the horizon. So to gauge what 10 degrees of the horizon is, because I know from your look, you're like, how far is that? I'm thinking 10 centimetres up. You're very close. <laughs> Am I? If you were to hold your hand outstretched and your fist 
onto the horizon. So your wrist is the horizon and your your bald yeah. fist is that is ten degrees. <gasps> no, oh, I was to... not, I was nearly right there. You were, yeah. Either that or you've got abnormally large hands. Well. <laughs> the brightest of these lights hovered for two to three hours and seemed to beam down a stream of light from time to time. Oh. Astronomers have explained these star-like lights as, and I quote, bright stars. Bright? That's what Betty saw. Have you a ever bright s- star. Have you ever seen a bright star beam light down, no. Soph? No. No, neither have I. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid astronomers. Stupid. The reason why this incident is still talked about is because of the recording that he made and the memo that he sent afterwards to his superiors. He even went on to sign an affidavit in June 2010. What's an affidavit? So an affidavit is like a legal... an affidavit. Yeah. He said an affidavit. An affidavit. Affidavit. Or, yeah. Yeah, do you know what one of those is? So it's like a legally signed statement of events okay so do lots of people know what that is am well, i abnormal no i don't that? think you are abnormal oh, good. Well, i watch a lot of legal drama okay <laughs> <laughs> so he summarized in that affidavit what happened during 1980 ah. though members of the u.s military claimed that he had no other people to corroborate his version of events so, oh. is the UK... So was it just him that saw it? No, there were other people on the recording. So why, no, why is no one corroborating him? Well, that's my question, They're Dave. shitting themselves. Is the UK and the US covering something up? Well, obviously. Could it be aliens? Could it be new technology at the time that they didn't want it's people to know about? the US Space Force. It's the US Space Force. <laughs> Like, literally, there already is a US Space Force and Trump's yeah. just being like, right, we kind of need to yeah. bring this into the public eye. Do you know what they're doing? They've done it already. It's like when people build houses and then apply for planning permission. That's exactly what it is. He's done it, or mm-hmm. they've done it, because obviously Obama would have done it. So it's done. Yeah. The Space Force is done. And now they're going, we'd really like to have a Space Force. We'd really like one. What do you guys think? And everyone's going... No, no, no. And they're like, shit, we've already made it. Yeah. Shit, what we've are we going to do now? We've got two intergalactic spaceships. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what's happened. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, Solar Warden. Yeah. We need to touch back on that mm-hmm. sometimes. If you want to know more about Solar Warden and Space Force, check out episode five. You are like full of it. You know every, what, every episode, what you could, I couldn't tell you. Now I know. <laughs> That's why it's good that you're here. <laughs> That's why we are team not for the dinner table. Yeah! I wondered what you were going to say then. <laughs> there are some that claim it was covered up as there was evidence of a substantial Ministry of Defence file. Mm. Yes. So it's definitely a fucking cover-up then. But when the file was released in 2001, it appeared that it only consisted of internal correspondence. And then I put... Hmm. Yeah, what a load of shit. <laughs> That's what that's about. What a load of shit. Someone's been in there, taking it out, 
And this was my favourite part of the story. Yeah. It was reported in December 2018 that it was a hoax set up by the SAS as a revenge plot against the United States Air Force. According to the... S- <laughs> what was that? According to the... <laughs> I think I was possessed by the snake people. <laughs> From that alternate dimension that we were talking you're, about. You're in it. We've literally, we're in it. And We've crossed I just, over. I just need to tell you that obviously Andy's just let Lolly out because I can see her behind you. It's okay. <laughs> I'm nearly done. Um, okay. So according to this, uh, yes, according to the story in 1980, this SAS parachuted into RAF Woodbridge base. Their parachutes were picked up by radar and they were interrogated and beaten up. They were called Unidentified Aliens. <laughs> to enact revenge, the SAS gave the Air Force their own version of an alien event. And I quote, because this was featured in a book and I haven't put uh, okay. who that did that. As December approached, lights and coloured flares were rigged in the woods. Black helium balloons were also coupled to remote-controlled kites. What? I know. Have you ever heard of a remote-controlled no. kite? I want one. I want one too. To carry suspended materials into the sky, activated by radio controls. Both the SAS and the Air Force deny this hoax and claim it would be implausible due to security concerns. Right. So what was it? It was I mean, aliens. They had, That's what it was. But do you know what I mean? If someone comes forward and goes, oh yeah, the, it was a hoax by yeah. the SAS, and they were like, oh yeah, this could kind of put things to bed. Yeah. They'd go, oh, oh yeah, 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 it was, yeah. yeah. But then they'd be like, full of people going, what a fucking waste of time. What do we pay our taxes yeah, what for? what we pay our taxes for? Me, 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 me. <laughs> That's so, what yeah. that would resulted in. So, I mean... I've listened to the audio <gasps> file. Ooh. I've seen the pictures. Something definitely happened there. Whether it was at the time new aircraft technology that they didn't know about or whether it was an unidentified yeah. flying object or, as they're known now, an identified aerial phenomenon. No, I don't like that. No, because ufolo- ufologist mm. sounds great. You apologist sounds shit. Sounds like they're apologising yeah. all the time. You apologist? You are you apologist? No, I'm a ufologist. I'm never gonna be an apologist. <laughs> you apologist? No. No. No, I'm not. So that was fabulous. Yeah, well thanks. done. That's it. And you've had such a busy week. I've had such a busy week. And you're in a bad mood. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in a bad mood. I hope it doesn't come across in the podcast. I'm really not, listeners. I'm not. I've walked, and it's your official day. I've walked a really long way. It's like the best day of the year. It's, I'm I'm so excited. Norway to win. Yeah, Norway to win. Um, But that was fabulous. And I think that was a well thought out podcast right there. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm like totally... Give me the outro notes. No, because we need to do our listeners' leftovers. Oh my gosh, yes. I was going to give you them, but I'm not, because we need to do listeners' leftovers first. Yeah, we do. And then I'll do those afterwards. There you go. Listeners' leftovers. Right, here we go. Hang on. I'm super excited for this. 
Um, so, a while ago, a lady called Tina sent us... What are you going to say? Hi, Tina. Hi, Tina. Sent us an email. So, Tina says, Hi, both. Had to send you an email. Firstly, to say we love listening to your podcast. Thank, Thank you, Tina. You, Tina. We found you through a similar one out here in the States. I think it's called Oddities. And I think she means Oddity Oddity Files. Files. The podcast. The podcast. We live in Texas and are constantly on road trips with the kids. Being able to listen to you both on monotonous journeys is an absolute godsend. Our teenage daughter, Mia, is a huge fan too. Hi, Hi, Mia. Mia. So awesome that she actually takes her earbuds out unheard of weirdly sophie we've met previously what are the chances what are the chances tina i cannot believe this. <laughs> are you kidding me we're from yorkshire originally and moved to the forest lived there for almost eight years and loved it what? i live in the forest obviously it was difficult for us to move away anyway when i was looking for a premises for my salon i'm a salon owner um, we had a good old chinwag at the Cupid's Barbecue, <laughs> why are you laughing at me, in Bream about salon stuff and our shared northernness. And um, I do remember, but very vaguely, because I think I was quite drunk. But... <laughs> Sorry, Tina. If she ga- Tina, if she gave you tough advice, it. it's because she was pissed. <laughs> she was absolutely stonking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's such a small world. It's such a small world. Anyway, please, please, please don't stop doing what you're doing. You keep us thoroughly entertained and stop us feeling so far away from home. Priceless. Oh, we're really pleased about that. Thank you. We are so pleased, so pleased. And that made me have a little tear. Yeah, that's so sweet. It makes me feel like we're doing a good job. Yeah. Love you, Tina. We love you, Tina. And she's got a ghost story for us. So... The New Year's Eve before we moved to Texas, we wanted to do something special with the kids. So we booked a gorgeous cottage, ship's cottage at Pool de Bay, the Gower. You know where the Gower is? Yeah, I know where the Gower is, yeah. I think I just ruined that other bit, Pool de Bay. Uh, Gorgeous place, right on the beach. Although the drive down there was beyond scary. Sheer cliff dropped to the sea, finished off with a flooded river at the bottom. Needless to say, we were relieved when we finally got down there. The first night there, though, oh my God. My poor husband was absolutely terrified and literally wanted to leave immediately. Tina, what happened? Tina! I'm getting goose pimples. Everything was fine until we went to bed. I wanted to sleep with the shutters open so we could hear the sea. We heard various knocks and bangs and put it down to the wind outside and thought nothing of it. No. Nope. Ian kept saying he felt really uneasy. So unlike, it's so unlike him. He's a computer scientist and very logical. This was totally unlike him. I remember ripping him, uh, ripping him about it. It all felt fine to me. And Lolly, obviously. (laughs) Um, however, as soon as we went to sleep, he woke up, sorry, he woke me up shaking and absolutely petrified. He said he dreamt he was being pulled out of the bed by his feet. What? I know. It woke him up, 
But then when he was awake, it was still happening. No. And he swore there was a woman dressed in a pinafore no. pulling him down. <laughs> I'd have been like, Tina, get me a get, get in, in the, the car, car. we're going. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'd never seen him like this. Anyway, after calming everything down, well done, Tina. Can tell you the mum. Yeah. Calm it down, team. I'm pretty sure it was actually a dream. We dozed off again, only for it to happen again. Literally, I'm goose pimpling everywhere. And I've read this like several times and I'm still I, like... This is oh, the first time I'm hearing this. Is it? Yeah. Um, this time he was absolutely adamant it was real. That was it. That was it. He, mar- he was marching off downstairs, refusing to sleep up there. We both spent the night on the tiniest couch you've ever seen and both woke up with backache. Nice. (laughs) He was determined we were all leaving in the morning, but I persuaded him to stay as it was New Year, although he insisted he wasn't sleeping upstairs again. No, neither would I. No way. Um, After an afternoon on the beach, we came back to the cottage and curled up in front of a lovely log fire reading the history books about the place. No. <gasps> no. Big mistake. No, Tina. Put the, the history woman, books down, Tina. The woman that pulled him out of the bed was actually pictured in the book. Fuck! What? I know. I'm sorry for my expletive, but what <laughs> the actual? Turns out the place is regularly haunted. Really old place with stacks of history, smuggling stories. Ugh. Oh, Dave, we need to go. We need to do a smuggling episode. Yes! At one point, oh, that was OTT, wasn't it? Sorry. Um, at one point, it was an inn. Um, Mia, seeing her dad scared out of his wits, went straight upstairs and told the ghost to stop frightening her dad. Oddly Go on, enough, Mia. Go on, Mia. Go for it, Mia. Go for it. Um, oddly enough, Ian said that it didn't feel weird after that, although he didn't sleep upstairs the whole time we were there. It was bizarre. We still talk about it now, and it gives us goosebumps. I you mean, are giving me yeah, goosebumps. I have got mega goosebumps. And Definite- like the podcast shed is literally a sauna. I feel like it's almost vibrating with how yeah. excited we are about this story. Um, definitely worth a visit if you get the chance. It's not f- far from the forest and I think it was an Airbnb. Looking forward to your next podcast. Love it. Thank you both so much. Tina. Oh, Tina. <gasps> that was amazing. That was great. That has picked us up and got us in the mood. I am for fully awake. Everything. Fully denarked. Are you? <laughs> Good ghost story always denarked. Well, well done, Tina. Well done, Tina. Thank God. Otherwise, he was going to be a fucking nightmare. Sorry for swearing again. Can't help it. Well done, Tina. That but was that bloody was amazing. amazing. And just, I got yeah. like proper goose pimples. I can't believe that it <gasps> happened twice. Yeah. And that the woman was pictured in the book. I know. We have to go. Can you imagine? Like, they just sat there and like, oh, wow, look at this. And, look at and this. then, like, she's like, Tina's like, oh, let's just go to... Have you read this page, darling? Yeah, have you read yeah. this page? Oh, let's just go to the next page. And then Ian's like... <gasps> That's the bitch! <laughs> That's the bitch that probably had a bed! Oh, my and God. And then Mia's like, not today. Yeah. Get, stop scaring my dad, you bitch. Get out. <laughs> and she did. Well done, Mia. Mia, you need to become like an exorcist. Yeah. Mia the exorcist. Mia the exorcist. Yeah. The adventures of Mia the exorcist. Yes. 
Anyway, I think that's it then, Safe, isn't it? That is it. That was really exciting, that last bit. Like, I feel thoroughly invigorated. Yeah, the listener story <laughs> just turned this podcast around. Well, that was good anyway. Yeah, well, not it wasn't. <laughs> no. So, if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could tell a friend. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts and leave us a review if the plot plot the plot form the plot form the platform uh allows it especially Apple Podcasts we really love Apple Podcast reviews okay the podcast is produced and written by us Sophie and David, David. our logo was created by Kaylee and you can see more of her work at K Creates Design at on Instagram and Lolly freaking loves, loves her. It. Our music is by Blacksmith, and you can find their work on Audio Jungle. You can follow us on Twitter at not. Oh no, that's wrong. <laughs> and it's even written down, and I'm doing it wrong. And Sophie looks like she's gonna kill me. Have I written it down wrong? No. Oh, good. I, that's what I was scared by. I you can, I'd written it down no, wrong. No, you haven't. Okay. You can follow us on Twitter at NFTDT. Yes. And as you can hear, Lolly really wants you to do that. She does. You can She's follow us on you. Instagram at not for the underscore dinner table, where we post all photos associated with our episodes we and do. try and do episode highlights as well. You can follow us on Facebook at not for the dinner table, or you can email us at not for the dinner table at gmail.com. And you can email us listener stories for listeners' yes, leftovers. Please, please we do. would love it. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher or wherever you find podcasts because I've been doing a little bit of searching so yes. and we're on Is quite a more? few platforms now that we couldn't list. Oh. So check us out there. Yeah. And remember, everyone's welcome at our dinner table except... The ghost in the cottage yeah. where Tina we don't and Ian want that We don't want her on here. No. Get out. Stop pulling Ian out of bed. Bye. Bye. Stop pulling Ian out of bed. The Dinner Table is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.